Welcome again to Stories from Bittersweet Farm. It's the 31st of July, 2020, the last day of July, and this has been the swiftest passing summer of my life so far. Um, We have a wedding coming up on the 22nd of August here on Bittersweet Farm. Our youngest hope will marry Tim Kolb, and they will, that will be the the end of a, an era for Lois and I, the uh, raising to marriage to adulthood of, of four sons and of four daughters. I have a, I have a story for you today, a story that it goes back a few years, uh, but it illustrates something that is con- relevant and it's as contemporary as every day. There are sacred and beautiful things all around all of us all the time but we have to cultivate a capacity to enjoy those things. Wise men realize that after the years have come and gone, the daily routines that we practice and the daily routes we travel will all will become sacred memories to us. For a while, I commuted to work in, in Columbus, Ohio, in an old brown Volvo along Interstate 71 from up in Knox County where we had started a church and served for 10 years. Now the gas tank on on the old Volvo was defective, so I had to get gas every morning at the marathon station out on the interstate. That wasn't all bad because if you got at least a half of of a tank of gas, you could get a free cup of coffee and I could enjoy a friendly exchange with the attendants who worked there. I never did know their names, but I'm confident there were times that I was able to brighten their day a bit. Somewhere along the way, I'd often overtake a friend on the route, Bob Bevins, in route to work, and passing him, I'd wave, and for a second, our souls would connect in a kind of wordless agreement, each of us doing what we needed to do to clothe and raise a family. I had a lot in common with Bob. Our love for our families required us to lead them in the morning and drive the opposite direction of the tug on our hearts. And then in the evening, we'd hurry back toward hearth and home to be with our loved ones again. On a good day, I I was able to coax that little Volvo into overdrive, and then I could get it up to about 70 miles an hour. And in good weather, I could open a sunroof and I could follow the tug of my heart back home, looking forward to supper and the chatter of little voices around the table. Every morning as I drove away from that big white farmhouse and my sleeping family, I'd have a pang of longing in my heart for them. I'd steer my car down Bryant Road and across that little bridge, and I'd pull out onto State Route 95, and around Chesterville, the warmth would begin to come up under the dash on a cold day. And often I'd spend the first part of that trip praying for the family and whatever else was on my heart. After I'd stopped for gas, I'd sometimes listen to the news on the radio as I drove. I usually enjoyed the solitude of my commute. It was time with the Lord, time to pray, time to think without interruption in the little cocoon of the cabin of my car. I liked knowing I was doing the one thing that had to be done at the time. And looking back, I can see there's a sense of security and a pleasure in a daily routine and a daily route. There are times I 
I would change my route for the sake of variety. I remember the old way to work with wistful fondness. When the routes and routines are a part of your daily dependent obedience to God, part of the fulfillment of your God-given duties, then we see the sacred significance of them. Do you get it? The, the routes, the routines become sacred routes and sacred routines. I'm convinced that the one difference between those who really enjoy life and those who merely endure life is just this. Those who appreciate the sacred routes while they take them. Those who recognize the sacred, sacred routines as they perform them. They're the ones who have a special capacity to find joy in life. I try to think how I will feel about a place 20 years from now. I try to imagine how I feel about a person when I no longer have them. And that helps me have a sense of appreciation for the routine, for the mundane. They're things most people consider merely secular, but they are truly laden with sacred significance. Today, I took a break from my work to clear my head, made a cup of coffee, I'm working at home today. I walked outside. It's a perfect Michigan day outside. The sun is up, the, the, the air is moving, there's a breeze coming out of the north, and there's a grove of walnut trees and a little swale to the north of our house and east of our house, a little, about 22 beautiful mature walnut trees. And here on the last day of, of July, the, that wind is blowing, that the breeze is, is blowing uh, south. And those, uh, some of those leaves, just a few of them, have, have already yellowed a little. And they've loosened and the wind is blowing gust. When the wind gusts, those leaves blow. Those little yellow leaves dance down out of the trees toward the north across the, across the, wall, the, the uh, lawn. And, the, and my heart is lifted upwards to God in the beauty of the breeze and the perfect uh, temperature of the day and the low humidity and the rich, rich green of the trees all around us out here on Bittersweet Farm. Again, they're laden with sacred significance to me. They, they draw my heart to God. I trust today that your heart is drawn to God and that you'll see the sacred in the mundane, the routines and the routes of your life, that you'll, you'll, you'll see the hand of God in them and be blessed. That's uh, the story from out on Bittersweet Farm today, where every day is a beautiful day and the little light in the kitchen is always on.